and action. All my dreams have come true. At last the day has come. I have sat here so alone, so forlorn, so envious, one could say, of everyone else's dice. Everyone else with their pristine metal dice gotten from Dice Envy. While I sit here with my acrylics. (laughs) Acrylic dice that don't come from Dice Envy. (laughs) Like a scrub. (laughs) (laughs) At last the day has come. Because today I have finally placed an order for some Dice Envy metal gold dice. So they should be arriving pretty soon. And that's going to be amazing. And this whole table will sparkle with the radiance from my beautiful dice that will be the envy of everybody else. What kind did you pick? I got the classic gold dice. And you can too. If you follow the link through our show notes, you can get yourself a pretty snazzy set of dice. And if you get something from Dice Envy, a part of the proceeds will go to us so that we can work on making this show better for you. Hey, guess what? Battlebards. That's how how you should say. You say, yo... Battle them bards. Battle bards is great for getting sound effects for your game. If you want to really punch up your game, add to the action, go ahead and check them out at battlebards.com. Go check them out for a prime account. And if you sign up for one, you'll have streaming access to your sounds. You'll have tools that you can use to really put together a great soundboard for your game. And if you use our code stack, you'll get a 20% discount on that account. Check them out, battlebards.com. We'd love for you to reach out to us through our various social media presences, Twitter and Instagram. Go to at stackadice. Our email address is stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And vardalon.fandom.com is our wiki. And again, once we hit our break in mid-May, I'll be working on that, trying to get that a little more up to speed so that it's worth checking out. (laughs) It's been sadly falling to pieces, uh, but I'm going to get back to that. On the 18th of May, we will be having a live performance of our show at the Odenton Branch Library. Come check us out if you're in the area. We'd love to get to meet you if you listen to our show. And if you don't, you won't won't be hearing this. this. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very interesting. This last week has been very fun to watch because we actually charted in Costa Rica. So if you had a part in that, we want to thank you. Muchas gracias. And we made it to number 27 in the games category, which I thought was really cool. So thank you, Costa Rica, for giving us a little bump in your part of the world. And I did want to ask you real quick, Michael, uh, you have recently begun DMing a game for your family. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it's going, what what you're learning? Yeah, so, um, yeah, my family wanted to play and uh, no one was interested in DMing, but they really wanted to play. Apparently not enough. So I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll volunteer. I've never done it before. Uh, was very, I had trepidation. We went to a comic shop, bought a, um, a campaign book. Uh, it is The Curse of Strahd. I hear it's a nice beginner one because if you look on the back, it says from levels like 1 to 10, I think, or 1 to 5 or something like that. Mm. And um, so we got the book. I got a DM, vi- vi- uh, what's that called? Screen. Screen. Yeah, screen. Visor. I, yeah, DM visor. And then I got the um, the DM's uh, guide as well and a monster manual. And we started playing, and it is difficult. It is um, very difficult. But they're, they're having a good time. They said I'm the best DM that they've ever had uh, because I think Rhett actually DM'd for him a couple times, so that's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. They didn't say that. I wish. Uh, <laughs> No, but um, they, they said they're enjoying it. I've asked them if I could do things better. 
Um, but I didn't realize how much you kind of got to have off the cuff because, you know, they're, they're asking me, how much does this cost? I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I'm looking <laughs> in the book and, and I'm, I, 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 uh, 37 gold. They're like 37 gold for a, a thing of ale. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, 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 I'm getting flustered. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we're, we're having a good time. We played last night as a matter of fact. Good. And, um, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So just real quick without derailing us too much, what kinds of characters are they playing? They're playing, uh, one is a, a human rogue. Uh, the other one is a human um, warrior. I know one is a human sorcerer. That's Xavier. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a human human sorcerer. I made him. So so look, he's, my son wanted to be this dragonborn tiefling mix with like a little ogre mixed in and his and just this crazy stuff. And I'm like, look, we're we're in a campaign called. The Curse of Strahd. It's like a it's like a Romanian type area. It, it, you're you're not gonna have tieflings rolling around. Let, let's try to. So I tried to rein them in a little bit. Um, then they, you know, said I was being unfair, and <laughs> I said, "Fine, do whatever you want." But they kind of relented and and stuck with just <laughs> humans in the realm trying to take down a vampire. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, that's um. In high school, I played in a campaign where briefly we visited Ravenloft. Yes, and yeah. got to meet uh, Strahd. And uh, we ended up causing some problems in his castle, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. That's a story for That's a story time. unto itself. Well, good. Uh, and so you're having fun with that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a different thing to sit on this side of the screen, but it's good to do that every now and then. Uh, speaking of which, I'm so thankful that Meredith volunteered to be our DM today. <laughs> uh, we do have a review to read. So, Meredith, can you go ahead and read that That's for us? That's right. So, uh, an old high school pal of mine actually started listening to our show recently and left us a five-star review on iTunes. So, this comes from R. Gonzali 6 and the title of his review is So Much Fun to Listen to. And he says, I very much enjoy listening to this podcast. It's an ongoing tale of a D&D game played by a group of friends. I'm a newcomer to D&D. So the explanations throughout and the structure of the show really helped me gain an understanding and appreciation of the game. But the simple fact is, even if you do not know anything about D&D at all, you can simply sit back, hear an interesting story, and enjoy the role-playing of a group of people who are having fun at what they're doing and who like spending this time together. Kudos to you all, and keep telling the story. So thanks so much for that, Argonzali. It's funny that he um, thinks we like to hang out with each other. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was funny he thought we yeah, were friends. <laughs> you know, we're Fool. always laughing, you yeah. and me. Yeah, it's great. Fool you. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I, I'm glad that the fact that we're having a good time doing this and that we enjoy this game time uh, comes across in the episode. So thanks so much for listening. Glad that you're enjoying it. And um, we'll keep telling the story. You just keep listening. Yeah, and really, that's that's that makes me really happy to hear somebody say that us having fun is giving them a fun time. Also, um, that's one of the things that I hoped to accomplish throughout this series, and the fact that that's working—that we've gotten several reviews and and Twitter correspondences to say we really enjoy it—that that means the world to us. So, thank you for taking the time to fill out the review. It takes just a minute. And it helps us a lot because it makes us more visible to others who might also find this to be a lot of fun. So thanks for giving us that review, and we hope to hear more. Really exciting news. We have finally started to do something with our domain, stackodice.com. And so for the moment, it only redirects you to our Podbean site. 
so if you don't want to remember or type in the whole address stackodice.podbean.com, just go to stackodice.com and it will get you there. But eventually we do hope to build that out and make it something that has maybe some world history and, you know, just more fun stuff on it. Upcoming events. All sorts of good stuff. The question I wanted to ask today is this. We have visited some interesting places in our travels so far. Based on the countries you've seen and those you may have heard about in the game, where would you build a home and what would it look like? No, wait. Where would we build a where home would or you, where would our Where would you, Tira? Where would you, Womberbash? Oh, Tira, Womberbash, and Peter, not yes. Meredith, Michael, and Thane. Well, I don't know. If you want to answer it both ways, that's fine. Okay, so... Michael is nodding his head while Meredith despairs over here. So we'll start with Michael, who is going to blow everyone else's answer away. (laughs) So, uh, I'm just joking. Um, So Womberbash loves where he currently lives. So I think where he is now, I think, is where he prefers. So that's that. The tree? Yeah, the tree. The tree house and those woods. Yeah, so 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 I think he's he's got his perfect dream house and his perfect dream area. Me, on the other hand. I've always loved Japanese houses and, and like, architecture. Um, the only thing is it's not, I mean, from what I've seen, like, the traditional houses, AC would be, like, a waste of energy, and it gets kind of hot and humid. But that said, if I could somehow have AC and just the the, the setup that they have, or like, the hallways on the outside, embracing having the nature be a part of your house and the thin walls, rice paper with the, you know, I just, I think minimal. I like, I like the uh, tatami mats on the floor. Just when, when you want to sleep, you roll out your bedroll and you, you, you tidy it up. So there's nothing cluttering. Yeah. I, I like that. I would have to have my samurai armor though, off to the side, <laughs> along with my uh, assortment of samurai swords. Excellent. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely that, that's kind of where, so where is that Tuonue? Yeah, so that's the city, the town. Yeah, yeah, Tuonue is where I would want to build one of my sweet one of my dream homes. Nice. Then you have anything? Well, I think Peter also would prefer to go back to his would prefer to just stay in the chapel of the healing hand where after comfrey goes on uh then Peter would take up the role as physic and probably take some some young person under his wing to teach the ways of Asham. But me personally. Let's see. So far it's been Moraga, Setharban, Muaka, and Dauhuin. And you've heard of Dunmoraga. And I've been to Vontide. I've been to Vontide also. We're on our way I, there next. Yeah, I would say that most people in the world have heard of Rahajmanath, just like We've heard of India, but very few people from your corner of the world go there. So maybe maybe it'd be something that in your mind is fabulous riches or rich history, that kind of stuff. After what is Rahav Manash uh, modeled? India. Okay. I heard they got good food there, man. <laughs> Spicy food. Samosas. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Lamb. Vindaloo. What? Chica. Tikka masala. That's, that was actually invented in England, though. As a matter of fact, it's England's unofficial national dish. So, do you have a, a home for Thane? I'm still thinking. I think I think Tiro would just like to live with Chiswick. Uh, that's what I heard. 
<laughs> so that's that's probably her dream place. On a ship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my favorite place so far has been on the open waves. Well, I meant ship. Ship. I shipped oh. her and, and Chiswick. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, remember the first time we got on that boat and I was working my guts out back in the cabin because I think I rolled a natural one or something. I think I think I would live more in Daohin, um, kind of out in the small villages or something, or maybe on the border of cities where I would just live in a nice small house, do my own thing so I could go and, you know, be with people if I wanted to, but I could also... Get away. <laughs> yeah, so a suburb. Be a suburbanite. Yeah, I'd, I'd invent the suburban. <laughs> and Meredith slash Tira. Um, well, it sounds super generic at this point, because since the, both of these guys said it, I, I do think that Tira kind of longs for the, the familiarity of the Delve, and she misses her father, which... You know, she hasn't we haven't mentioned him in a while. <laughs> I keep thinking after the fact. I need You're to, busy. I need to bring things back in and remember I have a dad back but home But remember, somewhere. we've only been gone for like a month. I know, we've been gone for two months. We've only been gone for like three that. days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's, surely it's been a year. <laughs> I know. Um, it has. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, anyway. Uh, but I also do think that she is sort of reveling in the her newfound kind of freedom and seeing other parts of the world that before in her life she just assumed she never would go anywhere that she would spend her life in the delve and maybe go back and forth to flenmore with the shipments and stuff but i do think that she is excited so i don't i, I can't think of a place that we visited that she might want to live more than the delve but um just suffice it to say that perhaps the Delve is no longer her dream home where she would want to go back there at the end of all this. Um, as for me, um, one of my favorite places we visited was was Jama. I just like the vi- the uh, I like the vision in my head of the, all the little buildings on discs and plus I did really well there, so <laughs> <laughs> has a soft spot and I have a soft spot for it. Um, yeah, and all that slavery. Was Jawa the one with the slaves? Yep. Why you gotta ruin everything I say? Well, there's, People always gotta ruin stuff. There's um, there's a really neat quote that I like. So not ruling out the possibility of going back home. Uh, Terry Pratchett, in his book, A Hat Full of Sky, said, Why do you go away so that you can come back? So that you can see the place you came from with new eyes and extra colors. And the people there see you differently, too. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. So the idea of going home and maybe seeing more depth and richness and what you, That's you're true. adding your world experience to. Uh, so don't That's discount true. the possibility of returning home. I experienced some. that just this past week. Did you? That's right. We went to Ohio and then uh, when we finally got back home, I said, I really like my house. <laughs> <laughs> I like my water pressure. Yes. I like my shower. Yeah. I just, I like, I like home. And you know, when you're there every day, all day for every, you know, months yeah. and months and on between vacations or whatever, it's like, uh, oh, it's just the house. Got to do this, got to do this. But man, when I leave and come back, I'm like, I love my place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's see what your characters develop in this episode. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them. And as they work together to face a growing evil. 
Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello, I'm Rhett, the Dungeon Master of this 5th edition D&D adventure in which I have been guiding an ongoing story set in our made-up world of Vardalon. Helping me tell this story is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbesh Benson Mom. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. In our last episode, the party finished speaking to the stag, after which they were conducted to the, I guess, the town hall. That's, the, that's what I've been calling it in my mind. In the town of Tuonue where they were treated to a great feast, after which they were also given some great riches. And during that feast, they were given a couple of different choices as to how they could proceed in their ongoing adventure. They had a choice of either going north to the Sea of Grass to talk to some nomadic tribes out there to see about the possibility of building an army to help fight against the Reavers' armies that have been causing so much trouble across the continent, the other option was to sail west to Rahajmanath. Eventually, they decided to go ahead and take the western route to see if they can find the last of the sacred texts or songs in the last of the jewels of Edelin. And so that's where we find them now. Who is ready to tell a story? Me. Me. I'm ready for my journey to the west. What was the wink for? Oh, well... They can't about, hear the winks on uh, the... Wink. Well, <laughs> hey, so when, when you put that in, they go, <laughs> Do a ding! Ding! <laughs> so um, the reason why I did that was where, we, where, where the majority of the legend that records the story of the Monkey King in Chinese mythology is from a book that's been translated to be called Journey to the West, where oh. the Monkey King and uh, a couple other dudes escort this monk to the West, to India, to find sacred texts. Oh! So I was like, ah. On that note, I have another movie on my voodoo that you could watch called The Forbidden Kingdom, and it has the Monkey King in it. Wukong. Or... It's also got Jackie Chan and Jet Li in it. Jet Li is the Monkey King, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Before we begin, we pull up and away from the warm climate of Dao Huin, rising into the air. In the sky above, even during the light of day, we can see a sliver of extra light in the sky, where the recently ascended pillar has taken its place in the heavens. Passing swiftly over miles of open land, we begin to descend. Below us, the black-hulled ship is nearing land. It cuts its way south to warmer places than the last time we saw it. It is making for a stone-walled harbor and the dark figure of the Reaver stands on the ship's foredeck. He seems to be speaking with himself, but as we draw nearer, descending through the rigging of the black-sailed masts, we see he has before him a swirling vertical vortex of light through which we can hear several voices. There, wavering in the air, is a rough circle of light. I've done my part, Master. The Bendler gave us unexpected resistance, but we use the pirate way. Strike where it's soft. <laughs> They'll not be troubling us anymore, and I make for Kassara next. Fleet's grown, too. An older voice, cracked by time, says, By hawk and raven, by stone and ice, 
The pillar of Trand stands in your shadow, great master, though I have yet to bring it firmly into your grasp. I am bending all my power to make it yours now, my sweet lord. How nice, says a soft, muffled voice. <gasps> While you've been playing in the water and building castles in the snow, I have already found mine, and I am building its defenses. Master, I stand ready, and a second army already marches south to purge the desert of its scattered and divided peoples. Let the fat-headed Kaliwako serve as warning to you all, rings out the Reaver's voice. I have a few small pests to clear out in the far south, but I have set things in motion to take care of that. Stay true to Indatus, and I will see you as soon as I can. With a deft motion, he waves his gauntleted hands, dispelling the circle. He stares at the approaching harbor, his impassive metal face surveying the green land spreading out before him. A gentle tugging lifts us back into the air, and we fly swiftly back to where Tira, Bash, and Peter are. Was that the plague doctor? Yes. Of course. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was the plague doctor. Sounded like it. If I remember correctly, you all had bedded down in your individual rooms. Was that correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So the night passes. You got the effects of the long rest. Yes. I believe you already noted that yeah. last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you awake in the morning. I don't know if you have a certain time that you want to get up. Or if it's just kind of wake up. I mean, we generally... Two in the morning. No. Usually when we have decided to set out the next day, we kind of get up basically at first light and try and get on our way. I'm assuming that's what we're doing this time. So like we're having a lie-in and getting up at 10. I mean, up at (sighs) 6 or something. (laughs) You guys ready to get going? Let's go (laughs) save the world, I guess. Okay, uh, when you awaken, you are, each of you is actually a little bit startled upon awaking because a servant stands at your door. Yeah. <laughs> Not over your head. Just <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> Please come outside, if you will, each of them says to you. They each ask you, uh, after they help you get ready, um, they ask you to step outside. And when you get outside, you find that there's a small contingent there. The governor and the general, Sangju, they both greet you. The governor bows to you as you all three step outside. All, as you all four step outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thump. Oh, thump. He exists. It, it's difficult being a DMPC. It is. It's like being the middle child, right? I guess so. <laughs> okay, uh... He bows to you and says, I hope you do not mind, but we have arranged for transportation for you. Will you allow an honor guard to accompany you? Because last night you did talk about the possibility of... uh, Your plan sounded like you were going to head west, and it sounds like they're going to send you out in style, as befits the saviors of Tuolnui. So go ahead. I don't believe that will be necessary. I think that's rude, Peter. Yeah, yes, by, by all means, we will accept. Yeah, Thank I was you. Say, okay, but like we'd he, be honored. They might, they might need all the soldiers they can get. I don't want to like take a couple guys 
They're not going to take us all the way to the south. They're just yeah. I think they're just going to maybe escort us to the border or something like that. We're honored by your care for us, but we don't want to deprive the town of all of its defenses. We would appreciate an escort to the border, but then you should come back. Our guards will go with you all the way to the port city of... Who's he, what's it? Oh, dear. <laughs> of Castle Grayskull. <laughs> Do you not have one? Or I don't have a town name. Oh, okay, I thought you forgot how you wanted to say it. Lumai. Let's go with it. Lumai. It will be along the historic route of Aomong Cha, the great tea road. You will not be depriving us of anything. We are sending only our three bravest soldiers with you. The rest will stay here. Would that be sufficient? Yes, thank you. Hey, Tira, before we leave, can we get some of those rice balls? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, I mean, ask him, ask him. Oh, you want me to ask? Why can't you ask? Just, just, I don't want to look like him. the rude one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who am I talking to? The governor, you said? Or what's, what's your, your servants are there behind you also. Oh. All right, so Tira maybe kind of smirk. almost looks down. I don't look down at anybody. <laughs> maybe kind of smirks up at You're Bash like, a little bit. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Tagging on their skirts. Can I ask some more, please? Um, kind of smirks and rolls her eyes a little bit uh, at Bash and then turns to her... Um, attendant and says, I wonder if we could get uh, some extra rations to take with us, maybe rice like we had at breakfast, at dinner, yeah. Within moments, one of the servants goes back into the town hall and emerges with, uh, let's say, uh, I guess they would be wrapped in some kind of leaves. Yeah, Yeah, seaweed. seaweed. So seaweed wrapped uh, rice, and inside the rice is little sliced up pieces of shrimp. Yes. <laughs> so it's a very sustaining meal that should keep okay as long as it doesn't get, as long as you eat it fairly quickly. Um, we'll say a dozen rolls. Yes. <laughs> so Bash is set. What about everyone else? Yeah, right. <laughs> Thump licks his chops and looks at you meaningfully. Starts whimpering. <laughs> Hungry. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get back to that. Mm. Oh man, did you guys uh, listen to the episode? No, uh-uh. Does it sound cool? It does. Okay, I have to do it then. Wait, I I heard Daddy editing and I heard some of the... Are you talking about the, the voice he gave Thump? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have listened to it on the way back from Ohio, and I didn't. We were listening to stupid BTS. (laughs) The whole way from Ohio? For the most part. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure you were complaining, too. I mean, it was a couple of songs are cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I accept the the roles from her. I guess we divvy them up. I don't think you accept them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these six are mine. Uh, He jumps in the way and says, interception! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... I thank her, okay. him, her. The servant. I think I think I didn't specify. You didn't. I thank her. Mine was a lady. Um, That's right. Anyway, I so I thank her for the for the shrimp rolls. Put some in my bag. I'm assuming we I'm assuming we did them. He didn't take all twelve of them, did he? 
I actually did write six rice rice okay. balls for me. All right. So you guys can split up the other six. So we each get two. <laughs> three. There's three of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Thump. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He was neglecting my existence. No. All right. Two rice and trim rolls. I'll Ooh. share mine later. No, you won't. And then and, and maybe say something to Bash like, see, all you have to do is ask. Thank you. Uh, why don't, your, your guards, why don't we describe your, your honor guards? How many of them are there? Three. Okay. One for each of us? Yes. <laughs> no. I'll describe mine. Plus thump. <laughs> I'll describe all mine. Right, do yours. And give them a name too. My guards, my guard is the oldest of the three. He's uh, roughly 30, 32. Um, so he's pretty experienced with, with battle. Um, he's wearing uh, sort of like a uh, rope woven, like a heavy hemp rope woven type of um, armor, so to speak. It's, it's very, very thick. It's probably like three layers of heavy woven thick rope that will make it very difficult for even a sword to completely stab or cut through, um, but it's light at the same time. Um, he's got a nice black undergarment uh, underneath, but the hemp rope is that natural, natural color. Um, he has three blades. He has one long uh, sword, and he has a shorter katana and a shorter one than that is like the Shinto, I think, or something like that. I think it's what it's called. But like just a short like dagger type of, of, of sword, so to speak, or knife or dagger. And, um, and he also has a, a half spear. That's sort of uh, um, off his back, <laughs> and um, he wears um, a a metal metal helmet that kind of doesn't like really come to a point. It kind of bowls out a little bit from his skull and then comes to a point that sits a little further back on his head with like basically long uh, draped black um, leather that cover the sides of his head, his ears all the way around the back of his neck, and he has a collar that sticks up to help protect the back of his um, the back of his neck. Um, and his name is Shiro, because it sounds like hero. Thane, mm-hmm. you want to go next? All right. All right, so this guard's name is Dao Sigui, and D-I-A-O-S-I-G-U-I. So his name is Dao Sigui, and he's, he's a very gaunt-looking man who's got like this long black hair that he keeps in a bun behind his head. He wears no helmet, but he does wear a very simple red leather jerkin. Uh, he is, in fact, blind, but he, mm. but he's able to like, it's, it's almost like he can see. He's that good at telling what's around him. Some people call him the, the one with true sight. And... All he carries with him is a simple quarterstaff, but he has, but like there's about 300 or so notches on it. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And he just stands there with his legs spread slightly apart with the quarterstaff planted firmly between his feet, kind of staring off into who knows what. Meredith? How do you say that? Guang. Guang. Okay. All right. Um, mine, or the one nearest me, I suppose, is a woman. 
Okay. <laughs> and her name is Guang. I didn't say it right, but oh well. Which means glory. And um, I, I'm not really good at physical description because I don't know what it should. I don't know what it should look like. I don't know what she should look like. No, I mean it's like as far like they're all going on about the stuff and the things. I'm like I don't, I don't know what it should look like. As far as what she's wearing. Anything you like. She looks like a Chinese warrior or a, a Tuo Nguyen warrior. Um, I, I, one thing of note that Tira does notice, um, what she can see of her arms underneath. I'm assuming they have kind of like those little thingies that the are strapped bracers. on. You know, but she, what she can see of her arms, she notices scarring on Guang's arms that reminds her of the scarring on her own arms. So she kind of feels that she's curious about these scars on her arms and feels a, an immediate sort of kinship with her and wants to ask about them later. What does she wield? Some kind of a cool weapon. <laughs> I'm assuming that this kind of a warrior wouldn't have any, wouldn't carry an axe of any kind. That's not a very... Well, she could also just be a plain martial artist. Yes, she's the one that just like, you know... Leaps up walls and stuff. Punches people's heads off. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and how do you spell her name? G-U-A-N-G. Excellent. Just how it sounds. Well, then it'd be Gwing. She does have her hair in a single thick braid, so it's like her hair is brought to a tight, low ponytail first, which is then braided to the end and tied at the bottom. Is she hot? No. Um, <laughs> She's um, the opposite of that. <laughs> no. I'm just now saying. Now they have horses as well because we're getting on our mechanical horses. That's right. So your horses have already been brought to the front door and a crowd has gathered. So it's not just the governor and that, that that's what caught your attention first. But you've slowly become aware during this whole thing that people are, are moving to this square and they're just gawking first of all at the heroes but then at their marvelous mounts and do you remember your horse's names mine's bruce pork meat the second son of the lord of the horses Belrina. sweet inspiration point <laughs> you <laughs> no, missed out on I that one buddy your honor guard mounts horses and you swing up into your still unfamiliar but um your saddles and you begin to make your way out of the city. You head, actually, to get out to the Great T Road, you need to first go east out of the city. Sort of the way you came. You came in from the north. And so you head out the eastern part of the city. And after about 30 minutes of moderate riding, you make it to the Great T Road. And people from Tuanue have lined both sides of the exit road. And they are cheering and shouting, and some of them are hoarse, and um, people are just thrilled to be able to say that they have seen the saviors of Tuonui. And what, what a marvelous day it's been. And so they're throwing flower petals and all sorts of things, and it's a gorgeous day. After the day of rain yesterday, and after the battle, and all the things you experienced, to have these flower petals strewn all about you feels magical and wonderful. One of the petals flutters into my eye, and so I kind of have to keep on wiping at it because it like gets right into my eye. Yeah, and so it looks like I'm crying, and everyone really likes it because they're like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look how touched he is! He's touched." 
one flies into my eye, but it's something I'm allergic to, and so my eye swells up. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably inhale one. <laughs> <laughs> Collapses off his horse. You killed Wombermash. <laughs> he gets torn apart by the mob. Once you get out to the main road, to the Great T Road, it marks, of course, the, the passage where the tea trade was conducted. It still is. But it's a broad road that has been well manufactured it's paved it's maintained it's flat even through the hills that you're going to pass heading south to cut through the mountainous region they have done a lot of grading and excavation to make it as level as possible because these heavy tea wagons need to be able to move smoothly i would say tira you're especially impressed with the craftsmanship of the road um especially as you get into the higher elevations Mm -hmm. and um it's just an engineering marvel and it's been around for hundreds of years you continue in this way for hours Um, i would say three hours or so of riding if there's anything you want to talk about on the way or do but i will say before we get to that point every now and then you do pass a small isolated village and runners have apparently been sent the length of the road because villagers have come out to the road there and they are also celebrating your passage Tira looks at the others and just says, I don't know that I'll ever get used to this. People throwing flowers as we leave their cities, running ahead to tell stories about us to others. It just seems so strange. I've been used to this. Peter does not say that. I was going to say, Peter does not say that. Thane might. Neither do I say that. I want to push the button on my saddle horn. I don't know that that's a, a good idea right now, Bash. What does your horse do? I, d- I don't. Oh, I don't. But well, I, I think we should. I think we should figure out what the button does. You're welcome to do whatever. I'm pushing my button. The moment I push my button, Bruce takes off. I mean, you see, basically, and it just he goes for how long? It's 120 feet per second or per round. 120 feet per round. Actually, I think I fall off. The no, horse. I let me let me back okay. that up. It's 240 feet per round. Okay, so I he darts and I, and because I'm not prepared, I actually roll off and fall. Why off don't you of do a horse. dexterity check? Yeah, and you need to beat a 15 because this is a surprise yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah. Ooh. 17 plus. Okay, it takes off and it's what was it? What was the name? Come on, Marcus. Uh, yeah, the, at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> yes. Follow, follow me. <laughs> and, and then he, he's barely hanging on. <laughs> I'm going to say you slide back in your... No, you slide f- forward suddenly in your saddle right up against the horn. <laughs> and so you're screaming. No, when it takes off, he yeah. would go yeah, back. Yeah, I'll go back. I'm going to roll. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes off and you are th- thrown backwards in your saddle. Okay. And you almost feel as though your feet are flapping behind you as you're riding for the first... And the moment I can, I try to press the button thinking that might stop it. <laughs> and that's just resetting the time. No, <laughs> just giving me no, additional no, boosts. No. <laughs> uh, it lasts for one minute. So each time you push the button, it's not doing anything until that minute. Is okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up on the reins and say, whoa, 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 whoa. It's going. <laughs> Hell! Bam! <laughs> I told him he shouldn't try it out right now. Ugh, Peter, come on. And I just try and, I'm, you know, I, urge I'm, my... Yeah, I'm, I'm spurring 
pork meat the second so oh, the Lord no, of the so you know what so what I do is I lift the thing on mine and I oopsie <laughs> sorry I kill my microphone uh, yeah my bad my bad no can, so hey, can, can we be on going a little bit on a downhill at this let's point? do it yeah okay yes because you're gonna <laughs> so when I see it I say ah Peter come on so I lift the the cover on mine and I slam my fist down on my button at which point um these wings suddenly appear and the horse just like jumps and I start sailing down which I was not expecting I was I was expecting that I would run fast like like Bash did at this point you're making your way down kind of a winding yeah like this is useless. I'm not going any fast. I'm going slower than I was before. No, you you jump off the edge. So Wamberbash is just sticking to the path, yeah. to the zigzag road down this uh-huh. side of the mountain. And you're actually flying out above, gliding okay. your way down. So you actually settle down just at about the same point that he comes careening so off the bottom how, of the mountain. I don't have to roll to make sure I don't flop off my horse. Let's That's do okay. it. Let's do it. That's fine. Yeah, do no, it, do this it, do is it. good. And she plummets be, to her death. This will be a dexterity check yeah. for you because it's a gentler thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna make it a 13. Okay. But it's still a surprise. That's why it's as right, high as it I is. Was, I was all holding on, like ready for to, to jet forward, and instead I'm like. You almost hey. fall off sideways when it. Yeah. Yeah, because. <laughs> You have inspiration. No! You have inspiration. <laughs> I do have inspiration. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have inspiration. I think I might use that. Cause, although it would be funny to find out what you were going to do with that. She might break her neck. <laughs> 12 plus what? Thir- your, your dexterity. Two. Whew, that's yes. 14. You just about fall off. <laughs> you're, you're, you start out holding onto the horn of your saddle, but as yeah. soon as you leave the ground and that weightlessness in your stomach hits... Yeah. You instinctively let go to grab the horse around the neck. And in the process, your fingers slip and you almost tumble over sideways. And that seeing the the earth laid out beneath you like that and seeing the dust cloud of Mm -hmm. Bash and his horse as they're heading down, you you feel very dizzy. Yeah, that's not a familiar sensation for Tira. I was fine on on this wonderfully paved road, but um, now I'm in the air. Meanwhile, our guards are like... (laughs) (laughs) Dude. <laughs> All right. So, but I sail down over and land. You land in time to hear hoofbeats pounding down the last stretch of straightaway. All right. And Bash comes clanking up alongside you. The horse has just run out of its juice. Okay. For the minute. All right. And Peter, what you doing back there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I reach the edge of the cliff. I see Tira go careening off the mountain. And so I go, you know what? Let's just see. Come on, pork meat the second. Son of the Lord of the Horses. So I flip over the lid and I press the button. And then this weird stuff just starts happening. I get thrown off of my horse. And I just watch in fascination and also some kind of terror as this thing just, just like... All the parts of the, all the parts of the horse just like start shifting and moving around and stuff. And then... Uh, it takes the shape of like a of like a dude, a dude and in in armor with like with like a hoplite helmet and he's got a round shield and a spear in his hand and he just looks at me and I just kind of lie th- I I just kind of like I'm still there on the ground on my back just kind of looking up and I was like, hello. Then you jump on his shoulders and you're like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the two of us just kind of stroll casually down the path. Oh dear, really? In order to turn around and look at you, it has to do a ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. It's a very slow process. 
And all the while, I'm just lying there, just awestruck. My face looks like one of those little hobbit children in uh, the Lord of the Rings movie, <laughs> the very beginning. But yeah. So then after a very awkward pause where he doesn't say anything, I just kind of uncertainly get up and kind of make my way over to the cliff and just go down. He follows me heavily. Kuchung, kuchung, kuchung. Well, yeah, okay. It's going to take considerably longer for that because he is very slow. Very slow. Yeah, how do you transform him back? His speed is 30 feet. Do you want me to make it different? I wonder, can we stop the abilities if we want to? Obviously, pressing the button didn't work. I wonder if there's well, something on Well, not on yours button. anyway. Um, she doesn't want to stop hers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would just plummet. it. That would not be good. But once I once the horse comes to land, did the wings retract or? Yeah, we didn't really give you a time limit mm. on yours or a distance limit. Did I even write anything down about this? No, nope, just wings. Uh, tell you what, your button does stop the speed okay. if you choose to stop it. Okay. But then it, there's a recharge time. Okay. Okay. And it's going to be the same for your wings and for your defender. For your defender, or whatever we're going to call it, we're going to say it's once a day that it can transform. Yeah, I think we are. For your wings, that. I think we're going to say once a day. And for this also once a day. Okay, so once a day you can use wow. your horse's special power. Now, I think yours should have a built-in safety feature that if it is airborne, even if you press the button, the wings won't retract unless it actually lands. That way you can, you know, Although there may be an occasion where you do want to plummet. I don't know what yeah. that would be. <laughs> like, like you're flying and something's flying towards you and you just yeah. want to drop. And then you can hit it again and have them... No, I can't well, do see, that. That, that, that would be dangerous work. then. That'd be bad. Maybe you just have a certain amount of fly time that you can it's use really each day. It's really just gliding. It's not like it's There's a, a certain amount horse. of glide time that you have each each day. so you can. Unless the horse has gas for, for propulsion, <laughs> and then you might be able to continue. <laughs> the tail goes... I'm <laughs> 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 getting a little crazy here, folks. Yeah, I, I think we're just going to keep it simple. Yeah. Um, if you want it to be a toggle for, for the wings, that's fine. Otherwise, I think... It's just the I, I think the way that this is going to work, it makes it simplest and safest, is I push the button, the wings slide out. It's almost like they were just kind of folded back under the seat and then they just slide out like this, you know? Like, and I'm, break you, your legs. You, you, you folks at home can't see what I'm doing, but... Uh, um, so it's not, like, it's not like they're like unfolding in their hinge. It's just, they're just like, each one is a solid piece that just swings outward. Kind of like you're popping out hang glider wings. Sure. And they, they move sideways. It could yeah. come out of the, the stomach, though, and go... They'd be bigger, because I'm Who's afraid if they come this? out of the side, they might chop your legs off like they said. <laughs> oh, you, you say like, that? Like, well, I mean, if, if they fold out from the sides and your legs are straddling the sides, you're just going to go... <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like... <laughs> Whoa! But if, well, but, but, but if, if it's underneath they... the stomach and folded like twice like this, what would happen is they would come out and then come out again, and they might be big enough. Okay. But it's entirely up to you. Is it? <laughs> See, this is why I don't like to describe things because I always muck it up and say something stupid. No, no, it's not stupid. messed up. We don't have to get that specific. Yeah, yeah. It's just it just the wings, wings come out. They can be magically appear. <laughs> they disappear just out like, nowhere. <sighs> Basically, what I was Boink. getting at is pushing the button deploys the wings mm. and they stay out until the hooves touch ground and then they just fold back up automatically. Perfect. You're waiting there as Bash makes his way down. And about a half hour later, Peter and his 
Kachunka Chunk come along. That's his name. Kachunka Chunk. We have one Who thumb is crack that? Chunk. Oh, this this is pork meat. I also call him Kachunka Chunk now. That's what your horse does? Yeah. It's pretty cool, isn't it? What? But it's a person. Yeah. It looks like it could be dangerous. It's very slow. You can see that it's making its way down very, very methodically. What happened to our guard? They are following behind okay. Peter and Kachunk. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Did Thump have one? And if so, what does his That's do? That's right. What was his? <laughs> <laughs> Thump is just like... <sighs> what was it? They, I, um... You didn't write it down? Fire breath. Laser vision. <sighs> Unicorn. He can impale people with that horn. Mm-hmm. Breakdancer. Breakdance fighting. Thump resists the the urge to push his button. (laughs) Until he remembers what it does. (laughs) Until he remembers what it was. And uh, yeah, he makes his way down with the guard. Um, He seems to be enthralled with these people. And they are talking quietly amongst themselves as they make their way down. How heroly did we look uh, on these es- this little escapade? <laughs> the guards yeah. are like, uh, <laughs> yeah. are these the same people? We're that- <laughs> changing our minds about these folks. So that little adventure over, you make your way the rest of the journey. You stop at a, a village that has, again, been prepared for you. It's a, it's a larger village along the Great T Road. Accommodations, food a welcome, all that stuff. It's it's there for you again. It's obvious these people are extremely grateful for the help you provided. And you awaken in the morning to complete your journey. This is a much easier day. Um, it's only about three hours to get to the port city. And you make your way there. It's like a traditional fishing village like you might expect, but it's larger. It's got some deeper docks and everything for larger ships, larger draft ships to pull in. And it's obvious that this is a major trading port also. In the architectural style that you've come to expect in this country, low but delicate looking houses, white walls, and again, the sloping roofs. And it's especially more sloping here along the coast where they get a lot more rain. You have lots of fish being sold, traded. Uh, You have a lot of the busyness that you would come to expect in a port area. So I'm looking around, and um, is there is there a a likely looking large ship docked there already, or or, or a place that uh, looks like where you go to inquire about sea voyages? There's a ship at anchor. It is a broad beamed ship, so it's wide and a little flat, and it has distinctive, kind of like squared off, distinctive sails. Uh, they're not triangular. It's like the, the top corner of the triangle has been chopped off to make mm-hmm. sails. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever happen to look up a picture of a junk, a Chinese junk, you'll have a picture of what that looks like. It looks like there are still some preparations being made, but for the most part, the ship is ready to weigh anchor and make its way across this small sea to the port of Dura in Rahajmanath. And yet again... It, it almost seems to have become routine. People have lined the docks. They want a glimpse of these people who have offered, these foreigners who have offered such a an unforgettable service to the country. Um, do you want to describe the ship? Uh, any other little details? 
Hmm. Oh, Michael? Yes. <laughs> this is a, uh, a sort of um, lower ship. I mean, it's, it sits a little lower, but it's wide. And it's very, very long. And there's essentially one huge mast. And it has, um, it, it has a, a um, what's this shape? Trape- is that trapezoid? Is that a large type sail on it? Uh, but it has spines, almost like a wing, um, and it's it's the the mast is painted red, and it has basically what you can see above the water is painted red, and it has golden accents on it, um, and on and the the deck of it is painted like a like a dark green. Nice. Hmm. Yes, and then on the <laughs> side there, there's a little area that looks like an oven, and it's boiling water, and so what I do. Is I take out a You're little not on vessel. The ship You're just going to jump on oh, board? Oh, okay. When I get on the vessel, let me know. I, I have something to do. <laughs> you're anticipating yes. what you're going to do. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm going to turn to Guang and ask her, this looks like a, a ship that we could get to, what's it, Rahajma? That we could sail across to Rahajmanath. Do you agree? She looks distracted for a moment. Uh, yes. Do you know who sails this ship? Who, who do we talk to about booking passage? This is your ship. It has been reserved for you. This is our ship? It will take you, yes. So this was already arranged. Well, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. It is our pleasure. And she bows her head. Oh boy. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> you can smell the faint wisps of tea wafting off the ship. <laughs> All right, so then uh, I guess I just turned over to Bash and Thump and Peter, and this ship is for us to get across to Rahajmanath. Wow, I, that was nice of them. If very. Mm-hmm. As you come to a stop, the crowd begins to press in, so there's only the very narrowest of walkways to get to the gangplank to get up to get on board. There's Ramabash over there looking yeah, at that. Le- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Levy the boiling good. water. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, you're welcome to go ahead and lead your horses on. Where's is there a captain though? Like, are we are we sailing the ship ourselves? You do see I a see. captain on board. There's a crew on board. They're okay. they're all part of the busyness of the I scene. See. Yeah, I see. this is not your ship. This is just some hired or reserved transportation for you. Right. Um, all right, so uh, Tira's just going to turn back to the honor guard, all the villagers and, and people who have lined the area and <laughs> facing us and just kind of put a hand on her heart and, and say, thank you so much for sending us on our way. This, this, is, this is wonderful. This is more than I expected, any of us. At first, when you start to speak, the crowd is just so loud. When they see that you're trying to speak, oh they erupt into cheer. It's it's almost deafening to your ears. It's got that trill in your ears yeah, yeah. for really loud stuff. But then when you hold up your hands, yeah. they, they quiet down. And then it, you can almost hear a pin, drop. a pin drop. And as Tara opens up her mouth, she says these words. I paid my dues. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> time after time. 
We you brought me fame and fortune <laughs> and everything. everything that goes with it. <laughs> I thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> and bad mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just sing it. No, this is what you, that's what you can insert in the, as a background <laughs> music. Okay, let's say that you are on the gangplank. Uh, some of the ship crew has taken your horses and they're, mm-hmm. they're just open mouth as they lead yeah. these creatures up on board and they're making a lot of commotion about them. Uh, so in the background, <laughs> while you're trying to speak, you've got the, these amazed sounds and everything, but... Trying to express heartfelt gratitude and everyone's going... Ah! Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you your moment. Okay. <laughs> as soon as you're done, they lead your horses on board and you're standing on the gangplank, I guess just to let the crowd see you. Tira's going to wave an arm real Anything high. that Peter and Bash want to do? I sort of like, I sort of hide a little behind Tira. And of course, she's shorter than me, so I'm kind of like ducking a little. Oh, I, I, I sort of back up a little bit and get like behind Tira because I don't really like all these people looking at me. And uh, I sort of stoop down a little bit to try to hide as much as I can. You could totally see me. It's like if there's a tree and I'm like this behind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> really skinny tree. All right. I can feel him back against me. I kind of look up at him. I'm just going to take one of his hands and bring him around to the side of me. And then the other arm, I'm going to wave. I'm going to hold my arm high and, and wave at the people and kind of look up at Bash like, come on, wave. <laughs> I love that face. That's the face he makes. <laughs> a very tentative wave yeah. and a concerned look on his face. Crinkled nose. I can't do it again. Peter, what do you do? Well, I'm I'm standing there, not behind Tira. Uh, I'm standing next to her, waving. I, I'm also a bit uh, shaken because I'm not good with uh, group groups of people or just people, and so I'm up there, kind of waving, trying my my very best not to be awkward. Your honor guard is behind you, and uh, they're slightly above you on the gangplank. And Womberbash, since you're the furthest one up the gangplank, you hear a voice in your ear. Is it time? And an arm reaches around you, and as, as it reaches, the sleeve lifts a little, and you can see a black and white tattoo on its arm, just as you feel something sharp dig into your back. And that's where we're going to end it. What? What? <laughs> no, no, no. <gasps> <gasps> that's crazy. Dude. <laughs> It's Jalsegwe, I know. I know it. Who? It's Jalsegwe, the, the, the guy that I described. It's got to be him. Got to be him. He's all emo and stuff, and he's blind, but not. So let's talk experience. Oh, we didn't do anything this entire episode. We did you didn't, nothing. didn't really. Um, I would say that testing out your horses yeah. and getting the hang of that, and also... Your, um, you know, just interacting with the people as you did. I'm going to give you three experience points each. Ooh, we're making it big. <laughs> Look out, world. Oh, buddy. The oyster is my world. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. So that's three points for that. Three points, and let's talk Norse battle. Me role playing on top of the gangplank with no, we already got experience for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And there may not be anything. That's fine. Yeah. Thump for just being patiently ignored. <laughs> yeah. Patiently ignored. I like that. Yeah, at least give him a point. Please. Just do it. Just do it. Just give Just give him a point. He deserves it. Oh, I don't know this page. Oh. <laughs> I he was like, right good on that. I'm like, I don't have this. He's like, yeah, write that down. <laughs> um I think I think the uh, bard should get a point for going. Ah. <laughs> oh wait a minute, that was the other episode. It was like that three, was three episodes, episodes ago. ago. <laughs> ah. Oh. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't help it too. As soon as you did, I was like <laughs> oh. you were like Oh. <laughs> Another flyer. <laughs> or oh, someone who has magic as well. I don't know. It was just hilarious. Oh. I see you oh. like to fly. <laughs> I too like to fly. Dangerously. Yeah. Oh, funny. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think of somebody, something that someone did that was really great, but no. We haven't had anything. Yeah. We've had, we've really had, had We're obviously going to have some action. Yeah, in the next, next time. Yes. Next time. Oh, buddy. Oh, dude. Look out for Tira. Somebody stab Bash. Ooh. Okay. Nuh-uh. Okay, you okay, Terry, you and me, we are Nuh-uh. going to we are gonna devastate. I'm thunder smiting and you're over here cutting down my Yeah, we're oaks. gonna be cutting people in half is what's gonna happen. Well let's go ahead and get that recap. Alright. Some of that sweet, sweet recap. Sweet, sweet recap. Tira is seventy-five points into level six. Wombarbash is eighty-eight points into level six. Peter Greyhawk is seventy-five experience points into level six. Thump is <coughs> experience points into level four. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end this episode. Again, if you have a moment to let us know what you think of the show, do that through our review. We'd love to hear from you. And we will see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. Wombarbash is 88 points into level 6. Peter Greyhawk is 75 po- points <laughs> in 75 experience points into level 6. What is wrong with you? <laughs> A lot of things. Sorry.